Hey everybody, um, if, if this happens to be official, welcome to the first episode of Hot Tag. Um, this podcast is specifically for AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, we just talk about AEW and I'm not saying we won't talk about some other stuff and I don't want to ramble on the topic, but uh, main focus is AEW. I digress. Uh, my name is Eric. Joining me uh, for the first time and going forward, as always, is Chase. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Not too much. Um, cool. So it is November 30th. We are talking about Dynamite. It's Wednesday evening. The show just went off. Um, but just overall thoughts before we get into a breakdown. How would you feel about this show? So I thought it was an okay show. Um, I thought that, you know... It's a lot of setting up for the weeks to come. A lot of, you know, I guess trying to reestablish the new era of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And, uh, you know, era. overall, I think it was good. Um, I think that it was a good bit of filler, but a great main event. So. Right, right. So let's just jump into it. We'll start at the top of the show. Okay. Um, Moxley's music hits. He comes out. And, and Mox is a good promo, but it is a typical mox promo yeah i kind of thought well it, it kind of seemed out of place for me honestly because i mean you know i understand they got to move forward start with a new storyline and you know kind of take things from uh the pay-per-view but it kind of seemed like to me that uh you know he just kind of like all right anybody that wants to come out come out anybody in the back just kind of an open challenge and it kind of seemed very uh very face value, I guess. So the, the the best thing about that came out of this for me was, it, you know, Hangman got that concussion in their last match. Yep. And as soon as Hangman's music hit, I mean, me and me and my wife popped. It was a it was a cool wasn't expecting it. Hangman well, comes out and gets in his face. And Moxley gets two words in, <laughs> two, two very cutting <laughs> words, and then a brawl breaks out. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, actually, I told my wife, um, I'm going to wear my Hangman shirt tonight because, you know, in hopes that the <laughs> hanger comes back. And, uh, man, not even not even 10 minutes into the show, here he comes. And, here comes you the know, Hangman, looking, yeah. looking just as good as ever, too. Yeah, looking spry, man, looking healthy and, uh, you know. Happy to see that, of course. Very happy. I popped for sure. I, yeah, we did too. <laughs> um, so that that brawl happens, and we move on to the first match of the night, which is uh, Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood. Um, well, I did want to say before yes. we move on, I don't know if you noticed it, but okay. Mox had quite the spill. <laughs> oh got, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, he got a uh, he got a little too overzealous, and uh, he took off down the ramp and went off the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> he played it off well, but yeah, this man fell over, and and I mean the announcers did a good job of covering for him. Uh, Mox just rushing into that, you know, just got a little too. <laughs> it was a good cover, man. But if you watch the uh, the staff that was there, they were trying to hide their laughter. It was great. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Mox is one of these guys that takes that kind of thing on the chin, though. So, <laughs> oh yeah, he's all about it. He's uh, he goes full force and just it is what it is, man. Uh, it was funny. I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot about that. I didn't want to make a note of Moxley <laughs> falling. I felt so bad for the guy. 
I felt bad, but it, it, so when he popped back up and he was fine, it was just it's funny. Yeah, he recovered quickly. He did. Yeah. Uh, so now we'll move on to the first match, which was Danielson versus Dax. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, this was a typical, for me, a very typical Dax Harwood wanting to steal the show kind of match. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was amazing. I felt like the finish, the last few minutes of the match, were great. It was but overall. It was good back and forth. Um, I I enjoyed you know a good sportsman like uh, affair. It was great to have the back and forth between these two guys. They're great professional wrestlers, and uh, I like to see the respect afterwards. But other than that, yeah. nothing too spectacular stood out. Yeah, just two good wrestlers having a good match. I mean, it's not, and I hate to say that so casually, but it's yeah. Uh, it's kind of what we come to expect from AEW these days, and and it's not as impressive when it happens now. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Uh, moving on after that, um, we had Renee doing an interview segment with uh the Jericho Appreciation Society and the What's Remaining of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, man, they're kind of dwindling. I hate to see it. Um, uh, I did like the line that uh Hager kind of threw out there. Of, uh, all right, man, go ahead, you know, and we'll do your thing and we'll beat you. And then, you know, next week I'll give you a purple hat and you can come back to the sports entertainer side and we'll be a tag team again. <laughs> we'll be a tag team again. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good nonchalant by, uh, Hager. And of course, that set Claudio off. And I don't want to dive too deep into this because I don't want to come off as overly critical. Uh, I love AEW, but. The, the booking of this, let's book a tag match for these guys, and then let's have Yuta and Garcia wrestle again. Gosh. Yeah, well. The booking it, just falls flat for this for me. And I kind of told my wife, I was like, you know, I, I still want to see what they do with Ring of Honor, um, but to see this match again and to hear that it's been announced for uh, Final Battle along with Jericho versus Claudio, They'll be great matches, uh, don't get me wrong, but it's just kind of to see the same competitions over and over and to kind of not have the freshness, to kind of have like a little bit of staleness, for me at least, with, you know, the same kind of matchups we've seen before. So I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of it. Um, I'm glad we're doing this. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'll, I'll get I'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so yeah, that segment was pretty funny. I love Hager and the hat. That's just fun. He's been cracking me up with that man. He's all about that hat. <laughs> he loves the hat. He's <laughs> even been posting like stuff on Twitter. Of, I like... saw, <laughs> I saw where some people have been posting like just pictures of him out and about, just in the hat. <laughs> yeah, I know it's good stuff. Yeah, so it's a shoot. Um, uh, so then we had uh, a match: Ar Fox versus uh, Samoa Joe. And, and, and A.R. Fox is an impressive young guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we have his first outing with Samoa Joe. I, I don't like that you go from an impressive trios match with him in top flight to him being fed to Joe. Uh, I get what you're trying to do. I get you want to set up Joe for the 10th of December and just kind of have him look strong and get him to a promo with Wardlow. Um, but I didn't like that. They want to feed this guy that's coming off of this impressive, you know, match and looking great. Impressive match. Just signed, dude. Like they just, just signed. signed him. 
And it's like, okay, so we're going to feed him to Joe and okay, and then move on about, you know, whatever. And so it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to his credit to make him look special. It's kind of just, he's cannon fodder. Right. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't feel good about this. Uh, the only thing I really noticed about this match was um, AR Fox has some funny faces and some interesting mannerisms. Uh, Joe gassed out immediately, and, and, and I hate it because I love Joe. I really do. But, man, he gassed out immediately. Yeah, man. Um, I It was, you know, like I said, don't like the loss. Joe got gassed. Um, as per usual, more often than not these days, and I'm not going to, you know, take a, a big crack on Joe, but I do feel like, uh, you know, he, he does need to do some cardio if he's going to be the king of television, as he said. Oh, um, God. And and so that, I'm, I'm just going to use that to segue into the end of this match. <laughs> Joe hits the muscle buster, which I'm so happy he does that move. I miss that move in wrestling, and it's just awesome. incredible to see it. Um, Joe hits the muscle buster. He gets the pin. AR Fox's great debut is against some gas dude with the ROH TV title. Then he gets the microphone and this dude is breathing so hard <laughs> and he's like, Oh, the king of television. And Oh my God, that is the cheesiest crap well, in the world, dude. And not to mention, you know, you, you go from Joe or, and then Wardlow's going to come up on screen in front of everybody. Oh my and God. Talk about how, Joe's cheesy and he's the king of television and how lame that is. And then his ending phrase still is Wardlow's world. Wardlow's world, Wardlow's world. <laughs> Everybody get ready. It's Wardlow's world. I, yeah, this is the dumbest thing. It just reminds me of Sesame Street, man. It's, it's just child's play <laughs> to me. I, I just, I, I get that you've got to make a thing with Wardlow and it's awkward because oh. I mean, it's his name is awkward. But Wardlow's world just isn't it for me. Again, I like Wardlow as a wrestler. I like Wardlow as a guy. I think he looks good. I think he's he's gotten better and better. But this Wardlow's world crap. And then he tries to make a joke about Warjo. He tries to pop yeah. a shot at Warjo. Dude, don't pretend like you didn't have anything to do with Warjo. Like you didn't think that was cool when it was going on. Yeah. Come on, homie. <laughs> well, I did think one interesting thing. Um, they did announce the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal for next. So they did. Um, they did. So it'll be interesting to see. And, and I noticed in the graphic that Matt Hardy was included, um, along with several others. Um, and I, I think that uh, that'll be interesting to see who wins that. But from something that happens later, I think I kind of got an idea. Yeah, okay. So we'll kind of move uh, quickly through these next couple things because they were very unimportant. Um, they did a Hobbs package. Now, I will say this. I love Hobbs, and I think this is, these video packages are awesome because it's just so... It reminds me of old-school wrestling where, you know, remember when Mr. Perfect used to be in the gym and he would make a shot from ages away? Oh, yeah, and he's doing... You know, the I'm the, the better than you stuff and I'm a premier athlete, things like that. Yeah. So this reminds me of that, but it's the tough guy streets version. It's on right? brand, yeah. It really yeah, is. I, I dig that. And I think that's really good for Hobbs. Um 
Taz broke down some some stuff between Hook and and Lee Moriarty, which Moriarty is such a wasted talent in my opinion. I agree. Uh, I think he's amazing, and we just don't use him enough. Um, they're trying to revive Hook as best they can, but the poor guy's buried. It sucks. Well, and, and you know, I can I can say that I've gotten enjoyment from Danhausen, but you know, I'm not lying when I say that he was that hook was cooled off a lot by Danhausen. Yes. Now I get that that got over and that people like that a lot. Temporarily uh, got over, but they drug it on for too long as TK tends to do. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, well you had a guy that was unique. that was cool. That was the human submission machine's son. And, was doing great i mean they even you know when they brought in action bronson it's like like, okay you get the superstar pop but that's really for me when it was kind of like you know okay you've completely wasted the the time you spent building up hook to be this killer this unique look unique gear was different turned his back on all his enemies and it just kind of killed him because you made him too goofy yeah well they captured lightning in a bottle with Hook, and and then they just let it all out. They yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, they know? didn't care. Um, I just sad. Um, okay, I, I I feel like I've been saying this for everything, but this MJF segment, I I literally was so ready for it to be over. There's only really? so many ways you can tell the crowd that they're rednecks before I'm looking at my watch. Well, and come I get, on, man, that's definitely his shtick. Um, I but it, it was, but he insulted. If 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 I insult you, right? If I say something insulting, if I say, um, "Yeah, you're a redneck hick," right? And then you go, "Yeah, okay, well, whatever, man." And then I go, "Well, yeah, well, you're just a redneck." Yeah, you know what? You're a hick who don't know no better. I'm saying the exact same thing, just different ways, and that's all he did. Well, and I think to his credit, um, he kind of knew what he was doing. I don't know if it, I'm not going to say it was on purpose, um, but toward the latter half of that promo, um, you know, he was kind of alluding to the fact of go ahead and get ready to be bored because this title ain't going to be defended uh, very often. I'm going to put your favorites through trial and error to get to an actual title shot and you're going to get bored of seeing me because I'm going to be saying pretty much the same thing. Cause I'm going to be champion for a long time. I just wanted this to be more, I, I know MJF is good on the mic and he's clever with his digs and his cuts, but dude, I, I felt like he was not at the top of his game until the very end. Well, to be fair, I wanted to see more regal. I was hoping that, um, cause regal's excellent. And I wanted him to come out and cut a longer promo other than just, here's MJF. Because I know this was supposed to be a spotlight for the champion. Um, But I still think Regal could have said more. Because they kept uh, alluding to the fact of, we're going to hear from why Regal did what he did. And, I mean, I guess Max explained it. But it's kind of like, I wanted more from Regal. Honestly. So so Regal's great. I do want to make sure I say that. Regal is great. I've been watching Regal since I was a little boy. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the reason why I think Regal didn't say anything. He had a blood capsule in his mouth. True. He was really afraid to break that blood capsule. So 
that's why he did just an introduction and the whole promo was, and this is rare for MJF in my opinion, but it was boring. It was slog and him pointing out that it's boring. Doesn't make the promo better. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that I, I kind of like the, uh, the, you told me not to use the diamond ring. So you told me I needed to grab the brass ring. I like the shot at, uh, the sports entertainers there. Sure, um, sure. you know, I, I get that he says he respects the firm. That's fine because he respects their uh, blood-in-the-water mentality. Okay, uh, the new belt was as expected. Even my wife called it, hey, it's probably going to be a Burberry or something. And yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, I liked how Looks the like suit... Looks like crap, by the way. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, the suit, interesting detail about the suit, uh, it was pinstriped, alluding to the Conor McGregor FU incident. Uh, his suit was pinstriped with Better Than You, which is on brand. Oh, that's cool. Nice yeah, that's suit. A, it was a good suit. It was a good suit. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting that he brought up the bidding war of 2024, which he, of course, likes to bring up. Oh, but Jesus. that also alludes to the fact that he has signed on longer than they originally said it would, than he was. Um, you know, it, it was fine. You know, he took the cheap shot, said, I'm going to be a longer champion than Hulk and Triple H and, um, you know, Bruno. And that's fine. That got a pop, got some heat. Sure. Um, and, you know, name drop Triple H and Nick Khan indirectly. Uh, he's doing all that for heat. Yeah. It, it's all, it's I all mean... just cheap heat that he's done before. Um, it, it's fine. Uh, but it, it was like, okay, we, we've heard this before. And and then we go. So he attacks Regal, which in yep. my opinion is a touch predictable. Yep. He attacks Regal. Regal goes face down, clearly pops the blood capsule in his mouth. Yep. And um, the end of the promo worked for me. And then they just go old school WCW days of, oh, here comes the stretcher. And Danielson comes out and he's concerned about Regal. And we do a whole segment. And, and hats off to Tony Schiavone. I, I don't know if he's actually worked by these situations, but that <laughs> man gets so upset. And he has been. I, another person I've been watching and listening to for years, I mean, since I was a kid. And that man gets so beside himself. And I, and, and I love it. He, he's actually like, dude, this looks bad on our company. Like, you know. <laughs> well, I can't Hilarious. tell if... They're just purposefully leaving him out of everything just so that you get a genuine reaction from old Skiavone. Um, oh, my gosh. It always feels genuine. It does feel genuine, I think, because of who he is and who we've always known him to be because I as well have been listening to the old Ski Master for years now, and he's, he's great at color commentary. Uh, sometimes I think he can go a bit on the side of everybody's great, everything's wonderful. Uh, but not to take away from this here, uh, it seemed very genuine. And when he dropped the old S bomb, it was okay. So <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was actually, you know, mad or what, but it was great. Yeah, it was great. Tony really elevated this segment. A stretcher segment for me just doesn't work as well um, as as it used to. It is old school, but it just doesn't for me. It doesn't work as well. Um, well but they they drag it all the way to the ambulance. Danielson yep. gets in the ambulance with him and it leaves. And, well, um, and that from was us, the end of that segment, finally. From us watching wrestling the years that we have, um, you know, I, I believe that I'm with you. Uh, the stretcher segments don't work for me. It's kind of just like, 
okay, we get it. We know. Um, I was thinking <laughs> potentially maybe Regal gets time off. Uh, maybe, you know, he's had a lot of heavy involvement with the Blackpool Combat Club stuff. And so I'm thinking maybe you give him time off, but, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> why. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, I, I just think it took too long uh, as well. And this segment of, this segment just went way too long, dude. It, it was a good I, 15 I, minutes. I honestly. don't mind MJF getting a belt, a, a special belt. I think that's cool. I like MJF as a champion. Yeah. But, I mean, if if I come out and do rest holds for 15 minutes and then get on the mic afterwards and go, I'm going to do rest holds for now and forever. That doesn't make my rest hold match any better. No. And so for the fact that MJF was like, oh, I'm going to be boring and you're going to hear the same stuff, that doesn't make your promo better. Well, so I'll I'll bring this up. Um, I I know you're not a WWE fan and neither am I. Uh, Nope, nope, nope. But – Baron Corbin has always been someone who's been quoted in the last little bit as being very boring. And, you know, he brought up the point of, you know, if it makes you hate me more than I'm doing my job as a heel. Um, so I don't know if, if MJF is going that route with it, if he believes the same. Um, you know, I that's could see lame it. if you ask me. But I, I think that's a lame route to try and take with, uh, I, I guess, furthering your – your heel role. I just don't think it, it doesn't work for me. Uh, we had Ricky versus Davari. Um, earlier in the show, we got a quick promo about this match, but I think they just wanted to put Ricky on the show, which is great because Ricky's great. I, I think that it, it'll be great to see, and I'm hoping they go the route of building Ricky up to be the next big star that he should have already been because yes. What was great is, you know, they give him in this promo alluding to, I'm going to take the ring, I'm going to take the belt, I'm here to take everything. I'm going to be, you know, the top dog. And, you know, it's kind of of two sides because I feel like they're letting Ricky say it and they're letting Ethan Page do it. So I'm kind of interested to see which route they're going to take and I'm really hoping that they're going to go with Ricky. I've been having a hard time with um, TK's booking as of late, and, and you're right. There, it's like we're pushing Ethan Page, but we're also pushing Ricky. And I don't mind if we can tactfully do this. <laughs> Let's talk about this though. So the, the Ricky comes out. Davari's already in the ring. We know who's winning. Yep. And um, Stokely comes out with uh, Ego Ethan, and and. Matt Hardy just comes out <laughs> doing his whole spiel. And then Stokely's like, you need to calm down. And it, Oh, man. I laughed so hard when Matt just ran out in front of him and started doing delete chants. I and the only thing that could have made that better was an, oh, yeah. Yeah, if he, if he would have threw up the old V1 deal, that would have been great. Um, oh. But, man, he, he, he got me. And then what? As he was walking to the back, he flipped him off. He flipped him <laughs> off the camera. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was great. That uh, was that was the best part of all that for me. Um, well, I, Ricky not... hits the spear, Rochambeau, Davari's yep. out, match is over. It was quick. So I, I'm not going to – for me, I think Ethan Page is a fine wrestler. Yeah, um, he is. It's just that I guess ever since I saw his stuff back in the Impact days with his uh, Karate Man deal – 
Uh, him to me, it just kind of always seems like he's a guy playing wrestling. And so anytime he cuts a promo, the, the, the time that I believed him was during the Darby, uh, you know, program that he had with him. Uh, there was yes. some stuff in there that he seemed really fired up. He seemed legitimate. Uh, but this stuff, it, it just kind of doesn't work for me because to me, it just feels like he's playing wrestler. And so, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I hope, like I said, I, that Ricky I, gets the uh, old pusheroo. I, I agree and disagree. Um, I, I, I buy him more than I buy um, Anna J, which we'll discuss in just a minute. Yeah, um, so that happens, and that's fine. I, I, I hope the best for Starks and Ego. I, I really do. Um, we have a quick interview segment with Jamie Hayter. I love Jamie Hayter. So glad that she's an official women's champion. That's awesome. It was really uh, cool to see last week that they come out and officially just say, I think it was great that TK finally made the move to just say, no, she's the official women's champion. Yes. And dude, if you don't follow Jamie Hayter on Twitter, you're missing out. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Hayter uh, cuts a just a very brief promo with DMD involved. This really doesn't mean anything per se. It's just more back and forth between... Them and Soraya, and it seems that feud continues. Well, and you, we know what's coming. You, you know, if you're if you're one of the smart fans, as anybody who would listen to this, and as we smart are smart marks, so, yeah, uh, the, the smart marks. Um, I, I, everybody knows that it's leading to Britain Hater, which I think when we get there, it'll be great. I just hope yeah. they don't take too long to get there. It fizzles out, and I just don't care. Some could argue. And I would make this argument that we've already taken too long to get there. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Hater's got the belt now, and I'm very happy for her. And I really think this is her time to shine. She's a great wrestler. And if you don't believe me, I don't think she's done her best work in AEW. Look up her stardom stuff. Some of her matches are brutal and just amazing. Just the stuff she can do. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, We trailed this with the women's match, which was Anna Jay versus Willow. Um, I know you don't normally pay too much attention to the women's matches. Um, well, I'll say this. It, I watched this match um, hey. simply for the fact that, you know, we're going to be covering it. And yeah. uh, Willow comes out to a super pop. I mean, you know, I, yeah, she I, does. I didn't know she was that over. Uh, I yeah, like yeah. what I saw. Um, she got a solid win. And, uh, man, that powerbomb was almost a high stack, and it looked rough. Oh, but, man. I mean, it was great. Uh, and talk so let's go back a little bit and talk about playing wrestler if anyone's yeah. playing wrestler in this business it's anna j i'm sorry anna if for some reason you ever hear this i i, I really think you're trying i just don't think it's working willow on the other hand has gotten over with this very charismatic gimmick and she Naturally. looks like she can wrestle yes and to me you know again we have nothing against Anna Jay here, uh, but, you know, I've tried. I've listened. I cared more when she was with the Dark Order. Um, whenever she did the flip to the JAS, I felt it was the wrong move. And, you know, to me, it just kind of – she always tries too hard. It doesn't come across as genuine, and I 1,000% agree with playing wrestler. Uh, to yeah, me, no, sure. it's just it's, – it's too much, and if it was toned down – because to me, subtle is more. So if you do less, I think it comes across more. 
And that's why MJF has worked so great up to this point. Yeah. Um, but I believe if she would do less, it would come across better. It just seems like it's it's way too forced. Very happy to see Willow pick up this win. I think this is a big win for her. I, I think they have a lot of faith in her, which I believe they should. Yeah. Like you said, she's very over. She gets a good pop. And she's a good wrestler. She she's really great. is. Yeah, it was a great match. I mean, it, it she made it a good match and an easy one to watch for a quick one. Absolutely. Um, Ruby Soho makes her big return. Um, yep. back to a pretty big pop. Construction. Yeah, she she looks pretty good. She's back to a big pop, and she hit the uh, no future or whatever she calls it. Well, to um, me, and uh, I actually noted this here in my notes. Um, to me, it looked like a switchblade or a sister Abigail. Well, it um, is. She's done it before, though. But it's uh, I believe it's called Destination Unknown. Destination so, Unknown. That you're right. You're right. Yeah, because that's no future is uh, the kick. Deal. No future is yeah. the thing where she does the armbar and kicks him. Uh, yes. Happy she's back. She looked pumped. She got a good pop. Happy for that. I mean, yeah, all good that's stuff. good. Good stuff. I uh, would like to see them utilize her more. Um, I believe leading up to this, she's she was kind of in and out back with the segments with Kingston and Ortiz, and that was fine. Um, I understand okay. that she was going away, uh, but for her to come in and be such a, a big acquisition, as they said, um, I feel like they <laughs> should do more with her now to get that fact across agreed um probably I, I won't say my favorite match of course but my favorite segment on the entire show happened next Undoubtedly. Uh, qt marshall and uh orange cassidy are meeting with tony i love both these guys i, I literally wrote in my note love both these guys um <laughs> <laughs> the way orange has been a champion and the way he's accepted challenges the, amazing amazing just no nonsense he doesn't care yeah that sounds good and qt plays into it perfectly by being like oh well just wait before you accept that match it's gonna be a lumberjack match and orange <laughs> is just like yeah okay cool whatever man that's well, we'll fine see, i will say i had uh i looked down at my phone because i was like okay um you know and not to ignore this segment but i was checking a text or something and i looked back up and qt's like and I want to tell you that I want this challenge. Yep, sure. Yep, yeah. you got it. It's <laughs> you yours. You got it, man. It's yours. And, Whatever you and, want. And I just started laughing because I was like, man. <laughs> and then that was uh, great. It, it being followed up by Tony Schiavone, like not letting QT talk any further and just saying, well, you got the match. It'll be on Rampage. Yeah. It was and, great. And then, like, he's like, yeah, good job, man. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Good this job. Is, this segment was amazing. It was great. It was really funny. Um, we're getting close to the end of the show at this point. Um, Jade Cargill comes out wearing practically nothing, basically. And when you look like Jade Cargill, you can wear nothing, and that's great. That's awesome. I, yeah. I loved the green jacket. I loved the money stuff. Jade is so much more confident in her promos these days. It's so good to see. I, I'm so proud of her. She cuts this really strong promo, and then. Everything wrong with this segment was not her fault. Yeah, it really L was little bow wow, folks. Well, so so to me, I mean, Bruh. she looks like a million bucks, literally. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they've done a great job of making her be a star. And Green when she comes money. out, yeah, when she comes out, she I mean, she said it. Uh my aura, I look like a champion. She looks like a champion. 
And, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, a downer that she's tied up with the TBS, which it's great that she's holding that up. But I would like her I would like to see her be more involved with just the regular women's division overall. I know you've set her up to be this killer. And, uh, you know, to end this segment as a throw to a vignette of Bow Wow um, <laughs> was incredibly underwhelming. And I believe that the only way you can redeem that is when he does show up, albeit Rampage or next week on Dynamite, you've got to bring somebody of notoriety with him. And I just want to see her pump kick this dude in the face and it be done. Well, Truthfully. so I'm of two minds about it. I, I can agree with that. I would love to see it just, you know, be an open and close. But I think he specifically said... Um, I'll, I'll see you soon, and I'm I won't be alone if I remember. Yeah, I'm bringing correctly. bringing somebody. Or bringing something. somebody, but I'll have you know that Sasha Monet is currently a free agent and looks to be no longer involved with WWE. Now I don't hmm. know if Bow Wow has that kind of connection or if he even knows <laughs> of her at all. But from what I've heard previously, Bow Wow is a wrestling wannabe has trained before and has been chomping at the bit to get involved anything wrestling wise. So if he knows any wrestlers, um, <laughs> and if there's any name that old TK could pull out of the hat, I believe that, uh, Sasha Monet would be the big ticket. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that's the case. If I have to suffer the little bow wow to get Sasha Banks <laughs> or Sasha Monet or whatever she's going to be called, then I'll deal with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, acclaimed segment, funny, good, good stuff. Quick, in and out. Acclaimed every Wednesday, baby. Daddy ass. Yes, sir. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, main event time. Yes, uh, sir. We're currently in the middle of a best of seven between the Elite and the Death Triangle for the trios titles. If you didn't watch the first two matches, stop listening. And go watch those matches. Now. Yeah, it, they're incredible. And, and and so the story the story goes is that Death Triangle's been using hammers and they don't, you know, they've been using hammers to get the wins for the past two. So the Elite, this is the storytelling, the Elite attacks them on the ramp because they're just fed up, right? You're going to use they these hammers to the beat match. us. We're just going to jump you on the ramp, right? Yep. Um. And for the whole first like segment to the picture-in-picture picture commercial break, these dudes are brawling outside. The whole time. And it and was it's... awesome to see them jumpstart it and get it going because um, you could automatically kind of tell this was going to be a different, um, more brawlerific, if you will, uh, fight and match as opposed to the last two um, because I believe they're trying to tell that story of the slow heel turn and the division of the death triangle, which comes in later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to go move for move. I could on this match. I love the elite. I love death triangle. This best of seven is going to be amazing. It's already been just incredible. Yes. Um, and this, this was the third time. Um, so, you know, we still got, Hopefully, four more matches to go because these are some of the best I've seen. The, We're going to go the distance. We have oh, to. Oh, yeah. Well, and 
a couple things that I kind of noticed, uh, and maybe I'm being nitpicky here. Um, as far as the I death triangles, it. as far as the death triangles entrance, um, music's incredible. Um, I even specifically told my wife, "Hey, watch this," because I love the way they do it. The but spotlights, yeah. So they've got to figure out the spotlights and the timing because if you notice on the elites entrance, they've got that timed down perfectly when Kenny does the finger gun, but when it comes to the death triangle, the spotlights aren't hitting at the time with the music because if you notice in there, there's words in the music that correlates to each of the three members, especially yes. with Pac being <clears throat> you're out of time, that clip from his singles entrance music. Yes. And so I believe if the timing of that was better, it'd be more impactful, but maybe they were just rushed because of this jump start. Uh, so in defense of the spotlight guys, they normally are perfect. I mean, yeah. if you go back to the other two matches, it's perfect. I think you're right in saying that they just kind of rushed it because the spot that the um the jump that them getting jumped. Yeah, I think it was just the timing was off. But go back and watch the other two entrances, and 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 it's honestly it's really good. Yeah. I agree they need to tune that in, but I think that was just because the way this match started. Yeah, I um, can see that. So this match is a banger. I don't know what else to say. It's incredible. It's great. All six guys are just awesome in the ring. Great chemistry. Great spots. Good storytelling. And up to this point, it was Death Triangle was up 2-0 in the series. And after a Black Arrow attempt from Pac into a very rough-looking knees up, from I believe it was Matt Jackson. Yes. Oh my God, that looked rough, but he got the pin and the elite goes up. So now the series is two to one, Death Triangle up two. Kenny grabs the mic afterwards and does his um, good night, you know, smooch and bang. And well, then says, like, it's going to be a reverse sweep. One thing I thought was really interesting, and I don't know if maybe he's just been. It's been part of it, or if he said this since being back. Um, but in that promo, if you notice, he says, this isn't going to be a clean sweep with the cleaner around and yes. calls himself the cleaner. Yes. So what I would like to see, and maybe we will get this, but you know, at the uh, January 4th event of United, uh, of the, the Wrestle Kingdom event against Will Ospreay, fumbled a little bit there, um, I would like to see him come out as the cleaner with the full so, regalia. So he has to. He has, has to. to. To return to um, New Japan, he where he was known as the cleaner. Yes. Um, he's got to. He's got to. Now, will he bring that back to AEW? Who knows? That might just be an exclusive New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that that closed the show tonight um i agree with earlier statements that the show was okay it, it was that main event was just amazing which i knew it, it would be that match made the show for me and you know I, I think not only is it that we've been waiting for the past few months to get the elite back that now that they're back i'll watch them every week um heck yeah i know the next match and i think it's the right move to not overexpose them in their return is two yes. weeks from now yes. at winter is coming and that's it fine. Is. I'm going to be waiting for that. I just Heck hope yeah. that 
next week's show does not suffer because people want to see something from the elite. So the thing is, if you're going to do a best of seven series, you got to give both the, these teams a break. Um, yes. And I think making this next match two weeks out is going to be a good break. Yeah, I um, agree. For both teams, I think when you wrestle this caliber of a match, it gets physical. Kenny did a uh, Kotaro Crusher when they were attacking them on the ramp. Oh, and man. he landed hard on his hip. Yeah, he like, he hit that really hip hard. hard, and and I don't I don't think he was just selling because you could tell that one hurt. Oh, I know, and, and me and me and my wife got so nervous because we're just like, dang it, Kenny, please don't hurt yourself. Like, Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um. If, if this ends up getting used, uh, this could all just be a test run. But if this ends up getting used, um, welcome. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, any closing comments? Chase, are you good to go? Well, I just wanted to let the folks know if this does happen to be legitimate. Um, the thing that's great about this podcast and the reason we're called the Hot Tag is because Eric and I are legitimate brothers in real life. So if yep. you like what we do you like listen to this feel free to uh subscribe and keep listening yeah and and uh real quick plug in case we do use this we'll plug this in here real quick we'll just get real close to the microphone um we're uh uh my my brother my actual brother chase here uh runs a twitter called uh, is it too sweet news hit him up at too sweet news at too sweet news uh we're gonna once we get into the swing of things we're gonna announce new episodes there uh, so please go follow that Twitter um, at us and tell us how terrible we are or how good we are or whatever. Um, and just enjoy the shows. And we will catch you next time. See ya. See ya.